reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones, bless the name of the Lord. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia Marjorie, my beloved bride, we're going to be talking today about how the Lord declared over Abraham that through his seed, all the nations of the earth should be blessed. And what really encourages me and amazes me about what God imparted to you is how much you appreciate the Jewish roots of our faith in yes. King Jesus. Yes. Without those Jewish roots, I would have, I'm a Gentile and I would have no chance because I'm grafted in and only through the Jewish people, his first chosen people, can we be saved through this, this lineage that God has chosen. And so uh, it, it's, uh, there's a special anointing on his people. And, and it's like Gentiles too, we each have a call on our life and we each play a part. But there's something very special about his people that I believe in these end times we're coming into, they will be leading. They will be leading the way the, when the, 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 the scales fall off the Jewish people's eyes, that they will be the ones that will be leading into the return of Yeshua. Amen. So, Father God, we just pray that we'll see more clearly than ever before your redemptive plan that began in Genesis and finishes in the book of Revelation. Baruch Hashem, beloved. Baruch Hashem, we're continuing today Messianic Prophecy, Season 3. This is now the third episode of Season 3. I really want to encourage you, get this entire series. Go to our website, discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We did Season 1, Season 2, Season 3. There's all different types of Messianic Prophecy. And in this elongated series, I've covered all the different types of prophecy. It's important to understand this if you're a serious student of the Word of God, because many naively make the assumption that messianic prophecy is speaking about all the predictions in the Hebrew Bible that were foretelling what Messiah would look like when he came. But the reality is messianic prophecy is much broader than just predictive prophecy. As my friend Dr. Michael Brown says, it's more sometimes music than math and more art than science. In other words, Messianic prophecy, in order to be understood correctly, needs to be understood in the sense that it's many different colors. It's a, a tapestry of the entire Hebrew Bible pointing to Jesus. Some Messianic prophecy is typological in nature. There are predictions that were made that were already fulfilled during the time that the Hebrew Bible was still being written, but then they were fulfilled in a greater way when Yeshua came. Some messianic prophecy exists in the form of shadows. And so in this series earlier on, I talked about the lives of the biblical patriarchs and leading figures from the Tanakh or the Hebrew Bible and showed you how their lives and ministries pointed to the ministry of Messiah Jesus. Because Yeshua is Israel's divine head, his divine representative. And so Yeshua fulfills all of Israel's history in himself. 
The same things that the biblical patriarchs went through, Yeshua oftentimes went through in his own life and ministry. Because the entire Hebrew Bible was pointing to Jesus, Jesus himself brings it all to a climax within his own life and ministry. And so all the stories in the Hebrew Bible, for example, the story of the bronze serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness, when the children of Israel were dying and they were instructed to look at the bronze serpent that Moses lifted up, that was a type and a shadow of King Jesus. And so it wasn't predictive in nature, but it was a shadow. It was a type that pointed to Jesus. And Jesus used that example when he said, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness and everyone that looked upon the serpent was saved, so too, he said, will the Son of Man be lifted up. And whoever looks upon him will be saved. And so, again, I just wanted to point out today, for those that perhaps weren't able to join me in season one and season two, that messianic prophecy is very wide and it's very deep. What we are focusing on today is predictive messianic prophecy. The prophecies in the Tanakh, the Torah, or the Hebrew Bible, that were objectively verifiable when Messiah came. So, for example, today, we look in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verse 18, and we read there that Messiah would be from the seed of Abraham, that he would come as one of Abraham's offspring. In other words, the Messiah wasn't going to come from some other people group. God was very specific. This is the people group. The descendants of Abraham, and then we're going to continue to see today, and through Isaac and Jacob and Judah, he gave us the line the Messiah would come through. This is a verifiable fact. So if we have somebody in the world that says they're Messiah, you know, I mean, I'm just speaking hypothetically, and they didn't come from this line, we would know they're not the Messiah because the scriptures gave us an objective track to know what line the Messiah would have to come through. And so we begin this line by looking at Abraham, who's the father of the Jewish people, and in fact, the father of all believers. Listen what we read in Genesis 22:18. The Lord's speaking to Abraham here, to Abraham. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you've obeyed my voice. This is after Abraham surrendered his entire life to the Lord and demonstrated it when he was willing to offer up to Father God, his only begotten son, Isaac. And so God said, because you've done this, Abraham, and did not withhold your only son from me, now I know you fear me, and in your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. Two things I want to point out. Number one, we know Messiah would come through the line of Abraham. Secondly, that when Messiah came, it wouldn't just be for Israel, but it would be for all the nations of the earth. You see, in Messiah Jesus, there are no second-class citizens. We're all equal in him. We're joint heirs because God is the God of both the Jew and the Gentile. Didn't God create everybody? He created all the people groups. That's why we read in the book of Revelation that every tribe, tongue, and nation will be praising him. A beautiful tapestry of color. All the tribes and nations and people groups of the earth will praise him together, one in the spirit. Because through Messiah Jesus, we are all united. But Messiah Yeshua came through the line of Abraham. This is why Yeshua said, 
In John chapter 4, to the woman at the well, he said, Woman, we know what we worship, for salvation is from the Jews. This is why it's important for Christians to honor the Jewish people. Paul speaks about this in the book of Romans. He says, you know, we've received the Torah from the Jewish people, the Bible from the Jewish people, the covenants from the Jewish people, and the Messiah himself came as a Jew. Therefore, we should honor this great thing that we've received from them. And so uh, Paul is warning Gentiles about becoming arrogant against Jewish people. And he's saying to the Gentile, listen, if it wasn't for the Jewish people, you would still be alienated from the Lord. Now, God loves Jew and Gentile equally, but it's important for us to know that we need to stand with the Jewish people. We need to love them. We need to pray for them. We need to honor them because God came into the world, beloved, through the descendants of Abraham. Shalom uvracha. One of my favorite Hebrew phrases, shalom, peace, uvracha, blessing. Shalom, uvracha, peace and blessings. God is bestowing on his children his very own shalom, his very own peace, meaning completeness, wholeness in entirety, and his blessing. Shalom uvracha from the Lord, peace and blessing. What is blessing? It's simply receiving all of God's goodness. Jesus said, blessed are those in the, in the Beatitudes. Blessed are those that are meek. Blessed are those that uh, are, are righteous. He's basically uh, saying to us, you're happy in God when you're blessed because the Lord himself gives you that which will make you divinely happy. And so the Lord's goodness to us is a goodness that includes shalom uvracha, peace and blessing. And that's the Hebrew phrase that I'm wanting to share with you today. Maybe you can say it with me. Say it after me. Shalom uvracha, uvracha. And so this is Rabbi Schneider in the love of God saying to you today, Shalom Uvracha, peace and blessing. Has your faith been built up and your passion renewed through Rabbi's teaching from the Old and New Testaments? Are you receiving revelation today that is bringing you a brighter tomorrow? If you've been blessed by the teachings of Rabbi Schneider, we would like to invite you to partner with us in reaching Israel and the world. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to join in our mission to equip the body of Christ, build the church, and evangelize the world. Your help extends the reach of Discovering the Jewish Jesus into places we could never touch without your partnership. Together, we are making a difference and preparing the way for the return of King Jesus. We read in the New Testament, Matthew 1.1, Matthew begins here, recording his gospel, by making a point to tell the church that Yeshua came from Abraham. And so he says here, the record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And again, we read in Galatians 3.16, now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. 
He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is Christ. In other words, beloved one, when we look at messianic prophecy, we find that God's redemptive plan would come to the world through the seed of Abraham. And Paul is telling us in Galatians that when the Lord made this promise to Abraham, when he said, Abraham, Abraham, through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. The Lord wasn't saying it was going to come through many people, through many seeds, but it was going to come through one seed. And that one seed is the crown jewel of Israel, Jesus, who's become the Messiah, hallelujah, of the entire world. The most famous Jew that ever lived or ever will live, Jesus, the Son of God, the King of the Jews. The Lord continues to take us down this trail of messianic prophecy by helping us to understand that it won't just be from Abraham alone that you'll be able to identify the Messiah, but I'm going to give you further clues because we know that Abraham, you know, he had several wives, he had, you know, all these different children, and so God continued to give us a clear focus on the bloodline and the, uh, and, 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 and the trail, the thin river that Messiah would come into the world through. And so not only do we read that he would come from Abraham, they would also come then through the line of Isaac and then the line of Jacob. These are the three patriarchs of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we pick up on this theme in Genesis 17, verse 19. And I know I'm giving you a lot of scripture today, but I want to just root your faith in the word of God. Because in today's culture, so many people are just living by their feelings. They're living by the subjective. People have gone from trusting in the word of God to instead just looking for a, a, a direct connection for an emotional experience, for a feeling. And I'm all for emotional experiences. I'm all for a direct connection, a direct personal connection with God. I love God encounters. But we have to understand that we can be deceived and that also feelings come and go. Our faith needs to be rooted, first of all, beloved, in the soil of God's Word. And so my intention is that through seeing how Messiah was revealed in the Hebrew Bible through Messianic prophecy, your faith will be grounded. You'll be able to stand against the ever-changing culture that we're living in, the, the changing feelings that we have as we're walking through life because your faith is rooted in the solid Word of God that never changes. See, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of God beloved ones, abides forever. Hear the word of God. Genesis 17, 19. But God said, no, he's speaking to Abraham, but Sarah, your wife, because Abraham was thinking it was going to be through Hagar because his wife couldn't conceive. So Abraham was willing to give up on Sarah. You know, no, it'll be through Hagar. The Lord says, no, it's going to be through Sarah, your wife, that you'll bear a son. And you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting. I love that word, everlasting. How long will the covenant be? Everlasting, forever. An everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. So again, we see that Matthew begins his gospel by tracing Jesus' genealogy back to Abraham. And as we continue down the trail of messianic prophecy, we see the trail narrowing that it's going to also now be not just through Abraham broadly, but through Abraham's son Isaac. 
And then we know it's not just going to be through Isaac alone that we can get a clue, but it's going to come through Isaac's son, Jacob, through whom the 12 tribes of Israel came. And so we read in Numbers 24, 17, this prophetic word, this mysterious word, where the writer says this, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob. A scepter shall rise from Israel. And so messianic prophecy. There's a lot of different religions in the world. How do we know that Messiah Yeshua is the right one? How do we know that he is telling us the truth when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Because these other religious leaders in the world outside of the Judeo-Christian faith, they don't come through this bloodline. And we know, beloved, that the, that, that, that the Jewish people are the true carriers of the revelation of the one true God that brought the revelation of monotheism, that there is only one God, into the world and through whom Messiah came. And so we read in Matthew chapter 1, verse 2, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. And in Luke 3, 34, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, Yeshua followed down the pre-dictated path to being able to show us that he is the true one through which the scriptures revealed the world would be redeemed through. Again, when we're rooted in the Word of God, we don't have to be insecure when we face somebody from another world religion that seems just as convinced that they're right as all your Christian friends do. Why are you not swayed? You're not swayed, my beloved friend, when you know that the Jewish people are truly God's chosen people. I don't know how I know that, I just know that. And one of the reasons I know it is because the Word of God tells me that. And that I look at the lives of the Jewish people and I see the incredible impact that they've had on the earth. It's supernatural. It's beyond understanding. I mean, you look at the Jewish people. They're one-fifth of one percent of the world's population. Yet when you look at the Forbes list of the richest people in the world or the richest people in America, the amount of them that are Jews, how did that happen? Or you look at the amount of Jews that brought forth scientific breakthroughs, the Einsteins of the world, medical breakthroughs, cures for diseases. And I have a whole show on the different contributions that Jewish people have made to the world creatively. How did this happen? Where did this genius come from? It came from God. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not lifting up Jewish people as much as I'm saying God's anointing is on the Jewish people as was revealed to us in the word. That he chose the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to carry a special light into the world and through which the Messiah came. And so when you know that, and you see how messianic prophecy is rooted in the Bible, how it teaches us that the Messiah would come through the Jews, then you can know that you're right, even when you're standing against, for example, somebody that seems to be just as convinced that they're right from Islam. You don't, you're not swayed by it because you say, you know what, I know there's only one God. I know that the Messiah could only come through the Jewish people. I see the evidence in the world right now that the Jews are God's chosen people because of the incredible creative anointing that's on their life that's unexplainable, and it will root you, beloved, in your faith as you're encountering opposition 
and resistance. So again, we're looking at the bloodline, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then we know Jacob had 12 sons that became the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, one of those 12 sons was Judah. The scriptures continue to enlighten us about who Messiah would come through when the scriptures reveal to us the Messiah would come through the tribe of Judah, again, one of Jacob's sons. So I'm reading now Genesis 49.10. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until Shiloh, which is a code name for the Messiah, until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. So once again, Messianic prophecy. Messiah's going to come from Abraham. Then he's going to come through Abraham's son, Isaac. Then it's going to come through Isaac's son, Jacob. Then Jacob's going to have 12 sons. But the son that Messiah is going to come from is going to be Judah. And so we're reading about this all the way back to the first book in the Bible, the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis. Listen again, because this is powerful. Genesis 49.10. The scepter. A scepter is a ruling rod. It's a kingship. It's a rod of dominion. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. It's a kingly staff. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. It will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until Shiloh, the Messiah, comes. And to him, to Shiloh that comes from Judah, will be the obedience of the peoples. We have some powerful testimonies of how Yeshua completed this prophecy in the Brich Hadashah, the New Testament. I want to begin with Revelation chapter 5, verse 5. In this portion of Scripture, John sees a scroll in heaven, and the scroll needs to be open for the Messiah to be able to return, for judgment to fall upon the world, for God to cleanse the world from evil, and for Messiah to come and reign. And as the scroll is revealed in heaven, no one is found worthy to open the scroll. And the Bible says that they began to weep in heaven because no one could open the scroll. And it was only if the scroll could be opened that the end could come, that Messiah could be revealed. And so there's weeping in heaven because no one's found worthy. They begin to look into the earth to find somebody that's worthy. They look at the great men and women of history. They look at the biblical figures. They look at the historical figures. They look at Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, Isaiah, Hezekiah, and all the great heroes of the Bible. None of them could open the scroll. And then they looked at the annals of history, the great leaders of the world. They looked at Mother Teresa. They looked at the great kings, the great political leaders, the great presidents of the earth, the great humanitarians still. No one was found worthy. Then they looked into the skies, into the heavens, into the oceans. No one was found worthy. Weeping was climaxing in heaven where no one was found worthy to open the scroll. And as a result, Messiah could not take his throne and exercise his full dominion over the world. But suddenly, in the midst of the weeping, as the weeping reached a climax, Messiah, Jesus, is revealed. And we hear this. Stop weeping. Behold the lion that is from the tribe of Judah. That's what we've been focusing on. The root of David has overcome so as to open the book and the seven seals. Messiah is from the tribe of Judah. He has come and he has fulfilled once and for all this messianic prophecy. 
Beloved, when I examine myself under the light of God's Spirit, I'm challenged by the life of Abraham. Abraham entered into the fullness of God's blessing by surrendering Isaac, whom the scriptures call his only son. What a total act of surrender and sacrifice. What that teaches me is if I'm going to enter into the fullness of what God has for me, I also need to live a surrendered lifestyle. The rubber meets the road oftentimes in this area with our finances. Many of God's children are not fully surrendered to Him in the area of their finances. Beloved, let's trust Him. Let's honor Him. And let's give Him what is due from the first fruits of our wealth. If the Lord is using Discovering the Jewish Years to bless you, and you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to present an offering to Father God through this ministry. Beloved, just be obedient, and when you do, you'll open your heart for Father to pour His blessing into your life. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Give by credit card at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, Many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh <laughs> May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, his beloved child, to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, Rabbi unveils the key indicators that show us how Messiah Jesus is the offspring of David. Don't miss this exciting episode.